Thank you for downloading and thank you for subscribing to the Seton Hall Sports Poll Podcast presented by the Seton Hall Sports Poll, the product of the Sharkey Institute at Stillman School of Business at Seton Hall University. My name is Seth Everett. The director of the Seton Hall Sports Poll is Rick Gentile. And uh, Rick, we're going to talk about our national pastime, but fans don't feel the same way about the national pastime that they did just even five years ago. Yeah, there's a there's an evolving pattern that's um, that's not positive, and uh, and the poll shows it. Yeah, there's, there's no secret. Now, the headline that that everybody was t- saying was that uh, people feel that Major League Baseball's speed up rule changes initiated this year. Forty six percent of Americans believe that these changes, especially limiting visits to the mound, will make the game feel like it's going faster. The numbers are in. We're recording this in the first week of May. And so far in the 2018 season, uh, the average time of game has been reduced by six minutes. Yeah, which is significant. I mean, I think the game, it does feel faster. Um, you know, there is, a, there is a feeling that I've, I've seen a few times where, uh, where a catcher stands up and starts to go out to the mound, the pitcher waves him off, you know, which is, which is refreshing. So, you know, it's a, you know, look, it, it, this is going to take a while before they, hopefully they won't, they won't make any rule that's, you know, completely outrageous. Uh, but this certainly appears to have helped. Let's, let's do this in the manner in which you asked the questions. You made a series of statements and you got responses. I'll give the statement. I'll read the public's response. I'll get your reaction and then I'll tell you you're wrong. How about that? Okay. I'm just kidding. That, that sounds fair. The last part was a joke. <laughs> I just wanted fair. to see what the last part's reaction was going to be. All right, here we go. Uh, the games take too long. 53% say agree. 40 said disagree. Eight don't know, no opinion. Your thoughts on that? Well, that's the one where we compared it to a uh, poll that we took in 2011. And at that time, this time we're saying 40, uh, 53% say it takes too long. Back in 2011, 44% said it takes too long. And I, honestly, I don't know if the games take longer now than they did in 2011. Maybe they are marginally, or not counting this year, I guess. Um, but I think it's more because there's been a lot of attention focused on the fact that games take too long. So, you know, that obviously affects the way people think about it. Right. And, you know, it's a blanket statement. And that, that, that's the, 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 the crux of it. Uh, the game's taking too long. Some would argue that if a game is compelling, you know, I'll make a pop culture reference. Uh, the the latest Avengers movie, which is about to make a billion dollars at the time of this recording, is a fantastically fast-paced, frenetic movie. It's two and a half hours. Nobody walks out of the theater and goes, man, I was there for a long time. Yeah, I would, I think. <laughs> the games are too long. The games are too long because the pacing is wrong. That's that. That's the thing. It's pace of play and time of game. Time of game, in my opinion, you tell me if you disagree, but pace of play is not a fair metric to measure pace of play. Time of game, a lot of things can cause time of game to be a long time. It's the pace in which the game is being played. That's the alarming thing for me. And I'll bring up a number that's not from the sports poll, but that is through the month of April, uh, for the first time in baseball history, there are more strikeouts than hits. That, that, that's an, that, yeah, that's astounding. an that's that's astounding. astounding number. Yeah, and that's, and that, and that will that's not the game's game. too long. The game is not, there's not enough action. Yeah, and I think that is, I think you're right about that. I think that there there is a, a sense that, um, my sense, and I'm, I've been a baseball fan my whole life, that um, 
and I watch hundreds of games a year. Um, I actually watch the whole game. Um, yeah, there, there is a problem. There is a problem, and the, and and it is it has to do with pace, and it has to do with this feeling that that you know the, what was the other day Verlander had struck out 14 Yankees in eight innings. It was a nothing nothing game. It didn't feel like an exciting nothing nothing game. It felt like just a dominant situation. And if and if Verlander was still pitching, you know, it would still the Yankees still won't have scored. Well, and um, and and James Paxton the other day threw, struck out sixteen for the Mariners, yeah, sixteen yeah. Oakland A's, and it was like a ho hum. Yeah. It's I, my my argument, and I say this on the radio all the time in my day job. You cannot make big deals about strikeout totals when everybody's striking out. Yep. I mean, it, well, the it, game has changed. It's radically changed. I think. I mean, it's changed into a home run strikeout kind of game. You know, pitchers throwing ninety eight miles an hour, um, hitters swinging. Uh, you know, hitters with uppercuts. Um, that that are taught to swing that way, you know, launch angles and 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 velocity off the bat and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's a different game, and I, I think you're right. I think the pace of play is, you know, look, it's hard to it's hard to stay interested when every batter that gets up is just flailing away. <laughs> but um, you know, there's still there's still teams that are interesting. There's still players. I think the Astros are a really interesting, fun team to watch. Uh, I don't know what their strikeout numbers are these days, but um, you know, it, it used to be you would watch a team and you didn't feel like seven of the eight hitters or or nine in the American League are outs, and now you kind of think that's the case. So, yeah. Well, well, the interesting you know aspect of this, and I'll just tell this quick story. I was at uh, Citizens Bank Park recently, and I was having uh, lunch in the press box with uh, a couple of scouts, you know, just guys that I've known, I knew as players. And they were telling me that their teams, I don't want to give out their names because it's privileged information, but they were telling me that teams, you know, the stat that they, they, this, this crazy metric that they go through called launch angle. Yep. They measure launch angle, right? That teams are teaching both players at the major and minor league level that your first priority when you're in the batter's box is to make sure that your launch angle is correct. Yeah, and you the contact is part is 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 priority number two. Yeah, it's an uppercut. If you don't hit the ball with an uppercut, you might as well not hit it. Um, and that's weird. That's alarming. That used to be used to be you would. What? I mean, I, when I I played baseball and I was taught to keep my swing level. I mean, I wasn't a power hitter, but but I was taught to you know level yeah. swing is important. And now it's it's a negative. Protect the plate. It's, it's yeah. Amazing. Well, yeah. Choke up with two strikes. Just hit the ball up the middle. Blah blah blah. All that's gone. I'll, I'll tell this. There's one other story. Um, uh, Billy Sample used to, to uh, an old broadcast partner, played for the Texas Rangers in the '70s, and he said that when he on his Rangers teams, if you struck out, you were not allowed to utilize the services of the bat boy. <laughs> that you had to hang your, carry your own bat back to the dugout in shame because you struck out. Yeah. And uh, now in the sabermetric mentality, if you it, it, you know you, the goal is to get. Uh, bring up the pitch count of the other team's pitcher because you'll get them out of the game. Right. And so if you have an eight or nine pitch at bat, even if the ninth pitch is a swinging strike three, you get high fives. You were, yeah, you were you're lauded. You're, you're, you make all-star teams. Well, you're, how about Brandon Belt, had a, yeah. Brandon Belt had a 21 pitch at bat and it was, it was heroic. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it really was, I watched it and it was pretty remarkable. And I, and all the while I kept thinking, just please don't strike out. 
Right. Some, some but you're happen. saying that you're right, but but, but that's the thing. That's the that's the, the crazy thing. All right, let's get back to the poll. Okay, yes. we could do we could do this all day. Yes, we could. Um, uh, big market teams have a better chance of acquiring the best free agents than smaller market teams. Eighty percent said agree. Seven disagree. Thirteen no, didn't have an opinion. You're and if, and if to, I say if Major League Baseball doesn't see that and think that that's a big problem, then I, then I give up. Uh, and okay. I don't know what the the solution is. I don't think there is a solution in the current. There in, is in but, the current but, rules in the current rules, um, but talk about speeding up the game. To me, that there's it's more it would be more important to to uh, at least strive to create some sort of parity. I don't mean in terms of every team being the same. I mean in terms of of ability to to acquire players because uh, you know I really think we're headed for a a situation where where every once in a while a, a, a small market team will have a good year, but but um, I, I, you, you have good teams. Let's take the San Francisco Giants. They won three world championships in a five-year period. Then they had to pay all their players, these good young players that they had on those teams. And then the players get a little older, and now they don't have any money to buy to go out and get free agents. You know, they're just committed to to all these players for for long terms. And well. Uh, I, I I take issue only in the sense that I just think it's a it's a it's a stigma of the sport, and that it's not as much reality. There is much more competitive spending. Um, payrolls have been uh, rather competitive. Uh, you don't have the the two teams with a two hundred million dollar payroll anymore. There were only two teams that went above the luxury tax threshold, which is in essence a salary cap. And there's been competitive spending. I think the myth. Uh, it's just a perception. It's, it's, it's just like if a player got suspended for steroids, you'd think that, you know, drugs are still part of the game. It's, it's, there's these perceptions and it's part of why I can still say baseball is the national pastime because it's held to the highest standard. I think that the reason you get an 80% uh, mix, and I, I have had this conversation uh, with, uh, you, know, you know, people in the commissioner's office, including the commissioner about whether or not, you know, big market, small market. I just don't buy big market, small market anymore. If you're the Milwaukee Brewers, you have the same chance to win as the Arizona Diamondbacks this year or next year, no, but it, not over a consistent period, long term. No, but I think it's my argument. And they stockpiled young players. And yes, they got lucky with Giancarlo Stanton because he didn't want to be a Cardinal or a Giant, but that's pig headed on his point. That's well, pig yeah, because yeah, the yeah, Cardinals yeah, yeah. and the Giants are very successful franchises. That's it. Wasn't like he was choosing between the Brewers and the. Well, and he the, wanted to play in a big. He wanted to play he in New York. To go to go to New York. He's he's entitled. And well, yeah, Bryce no, Harper, not, but uh, Bryce Harper's not, not going to go. But Bryce that's Harper's not, not going to go. It's not the point. Isn't whether he's entitled. The point is that the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers will always have a lot of money to spend, and will always have an opportunity to sign the best available free agent, and they're attractive markets to go to, and they're always going to have an advantage in that sense. I'm not saying the Milwaukee Brewers won't be good. The Giants were good several years ago. The Astros are good now. But in time, the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox, and I'm not sure who else, maybe the Cubs, will will continue to be good year after year. And I don't, I don't see that happening for the smaller market teams. Okay. All right. Um, there are not enough African-American players. Um, this is a, a skewed number. I should I should give all of the statistics, don't you, don't you think? Um, 32% said agree, 39% said disagree, and 29 said they didn't have an opinion. But among white respondents, 27% said agree, 
43% said disagree. 30% said that, that no opinion. When it came to African-American responses, respondents, 61% said they agree there are not enough African-American players. 19 disagree. 21% no opinion. Uh, your reaction to that? Well, it's, I, I'm not surprised. Obviously, right. what you would you would expect the African-American uh, numbers to be higher. Um, look, there aren't enough African-American players in baseball. I haven't been for several years now, and it's it's an issue that baseball is trying to resolve in a, in a variety of ways, inner city programs, et cetera. Um, it's, it's, pr- it's a pretty amazing number, the, 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 the way that the sort of black population among baseball players has gone down over the last several years. Yeah. Um, considering, uh, obviously, how, you know, the higher percentages in football, basketball, and, you know, any, and he's obviously not hockey. Hockey, hockey is, remains a, a, a white game, but um, for the most part. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think baseball has recognized this, this is a problematic. Um, if not enough African Americans are playing, then not enough African Americans will be fans. So, so it just you know it's it's in the it's in financial best interest of baseball to, to to try to fix it. Well, I, I think it's a fascinating uh, suggestion. Um, you know, I I I think that ultimately, um, you know, what I would suggest, and this is this is my favorite part of it, my my number one suggestion is whether or not this is a big deal. Um, I think baseball has bigger fish to fry. The advent of Latin players and and Japanese players and and all the different like, there's definitely a melting pot. Um, I think it's a fascinating case study. There have been books written about this. Um, Dave Winfield wrote an amazing book uh, about the state of the game with African-American players. Curtis Granderson's very outspoken about this. Uh, 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 CC Sabathia as well. I think the big thing is, is whether or not it's a big deal for baseball, you know, in the, in the fifties and and ultimately the sixties, you know, African-Americans broke the color barrier and they had to fight just to get on the rosters. Then in the seventies, there were more black people than you knew what to do with. It was over 45%. Uh, And then all of a sudden you got into this position where that number started decreasing to the point of there might be one on every team. Maybe. Yeah. And in 750 players, that's that's just a, it's a it's a scary number uh, to think about. Um, but I always I ask the question every time I'll ask it to you. Is it baseball's responsibility? Is well, it that's baseball's not a matter re- of, it's, it's not a responsibility. It's a it's a you know, that's that's not a. I'm not, I'm not sure that's a pertinent question. I think it's not a question of responsibility. I think it's a it's a question, as I said, even if it's just on the ba- most basic financial level and i'm not accusing baseball of you know reducing everything to dollars but um you don't want to cut off a large percentage of the population especially people who have been fans over the years who have rooted for some of the greatest players in history um and now you know i go back to to my giants obviously i'm a giant fan in case our audience hasn't figured that out yet they did season one the um the world championship teams didn't have a an african-american player Hmm. I, 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 I'm sure the 2010, I, I, I can't remember. Um, if they did, there was one, but I don't think there were any. That's uh, pretty amazing. It was weird. It was weird. This is the San Francisco Giants with that heritage, yeah. you know, with that history of having some of the greatest uh, black players in the history of the game, including the greatest player in the history of the game. 
So, so, um, you know, uh, it's, it's an astounding thing. And no, I don't think it's baseball's responsibility. I think, frankly, I think baseball is being responsible by trying to address the, the situation. Yeah. They're, they're doing the best they can. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah it's I think they are. And it's just a weird kind of cultural thing. The interesting thing about the question and the, the response is that um, 39% disagree. Well, the, the, the only reason you would disagree, is, well, I, I don't want to accuse people of racism. I'm just going to put that off to the side, is if you weren't aware of the situation. You know, like, gee, I, I hadn't noticed. Right. Well, well, if you're not watching the game, then you wouldn't know. Yeah. And I think that's probably the reason that there's a majority saying that they, that it's not that they disagree. You know. It's, also, there are a lot of players that are of Latin well, descent, yeah. dark skin. Yeah, of course. Like right. Robinson Cano, off the top of my head. Uh, 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 what's his name? David Ortiz. Right, and, right. And, and people might not make a distinction between African American and and, and, sort Latin. and right. Latin and Black Latinos. So sure. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Um, too many players use performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, it's a sad thing. That's thirty-nine percent of people think that that's still a thing. Yeah, thirty-one uh, percent said disagree, and thirty percent had no opinion. I kind of shy with the no opinion. I, I just, I mean, I, I I know too much about this. The the, the 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 testing program is doing its due diligence as a deterrent, and yes, in a in a if you take any company, any business, and have seven hundred fifty employees, someone stealing staplers. It, it's always there's always going to be somebody trying to trying to sneak. I I just saw at the time of this recording, two minor leaguers were suspended. Uh, I think for 162 games for for performance enhancing drugs. There's always somebody yeah. that's trying. That doesn't mean there's a steroid crisis. No, uh, and I don't think I agree. I mean, I, but I but I do think it's a it's the, it it kind of shows you how long it takes to shake this off. That that the the uh, the stigma. You know, the whole the whole. Sure. Um, performance enhancing situation. Um, and I don't know that there's a sophisticated, well, people, you know, if people thinking, yeah, players are ahead of, you know, the cheaters are ahead of the, the, uh, the, the testers, but, um, and, and who knows, maybe there are some, maybe there's, maybe there's new drugs that are not being tested for, but I think this is just more a case of people just sort of knee jerk reaction, baseball steroids. Yeah. Still a problem. Yeah, right. People just assume that it's it's a thing. Yeah. And again, that's that's kind of like the big to me. That's like the big market, small market. Like it's just that's a thing from the two thousands. It never left, and people are just believe that those are still. Yeah, things. it takes a while. I'll tell you, my 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 dad was a big college basketball fan, and he used to talk about the city college, you know, a point shaving scandal of the of nineteen fifty fifty one. Um, he he never he never a never forgave that. And B never trusted college basketball again, and used to say, "Dad, they're not. Nobody's dumping games. If a kid would miss a foul shot, he's dumping." You know, and and it never, he never, just never forgave it, never forgot it. It was that's just the way it is. So it does. It takes a while. Perception in a poll is reality. Yes, that's true. Uh, do you think the changes to the rules of baseball this year, particularly limits on visits to the pitcher's mound, will make the game feel like it's going faster? Yeah. 46% said yes. 24% said no. 31% said they didn't have an opinion. Uh, again, it's it's six minutes and still astronomical strikeout numbers. Um, yeah. if, if if that – it well, might be going faster. It doesn't feel like it's going well, faster. Well, that's why the question was specifically said, does it feel like it's going faster? And, and the, 
you know, look, six minutes, if you said to them at the beginning of the year, you'll shave off six minutes, they would have been ecstatic. Um, but you're right. It's there's it, the six it's minutes isn't the, isn't the story. It's the it's watching the game and feeling like it's taking forever. And it's to me, it's the flailing. I have this is my pet peeve. It's the it's that it, when I, I I almost like lost my lunch when I sat there and that scout saying uh, it's all about launch angle. I yeah. said launch, launch angle. Are, are you serious? Yeah. Um, the minor leagues are experimenting. Oh, this is my favorite. Uh, the minor leagues are experimenting with starting each extra inning with a runner on second base. Would you like to see this rule implemented in the major leagues? 20% said yes. 60% said no. Uh, 20% had no opinion. Um, well, this, don't uh, know or no opinion. So yeah. Right, don't know or no opinion. Yeah. The, the thing is, if you start the runner on second base, the first thing you get is a bunt and a walk. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, to, no, a, a walk and a bunt. Sorry, I said it back to, to me. That, a walk and a bunt. To me, this is a poor man's um, a, a poor man's attempt to do what they do in college football. You know, put the ball on the twenty-five yard line. Right. Um, and it, look, there's a reason to do it in the minors. They want to save arms, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I, I was happy to see that sixty percent. I was a little surprised to see that twenty percent said yes. Um, I can't imagine a real baseball fan ever wanting to see this happen. And I, I don't know. Imagine. I've just never heard of somebody saying the, the, the biggest problem with baseball is extra innings. Yeah. It just doesn't make any Cut sense. Cut down the damn strikeouts. Like, just fix that. Well, I you, just you I mean, fix the whole thing. It's outrageous to think that anybody would think a, ba- a real baseball fan would think that this is a this would be a positive thing for for the game. But 20 percent, too. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't ask the question in fairness. We didn't ask just baseball fans. These questions were asked of the general population. So so. um um, you know, this the, I tried to keep these questions as sort sort of generic. You know, not g- getting mm-hmm. sort of too inside baseball. Um, and I figured most people don't know about this rule, and let's see what they think. So, yeah. you know, I would have thought that no opinion, don't know, uh, would have had more number. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm surprised. I, I just again, it's not the problem <laughs> it's it's the problem the problem's been very well documented uh, by many people that are not us uh, more home runs were hit in the major leagues last year than ever if home run numbers significantly declined would your interest in baseball increase decrease or remain the same four percent said increase 12 percent said de- decrease 76 percent said remain the same yeah you know again not surprised by that i expected that kind of number uh 12 percent saying they would like they would their interest would decrease to me that's the um Chicks the highlight, the long that's the highlight watchers yeah. you know that's the people who just turn on sport don't want to watch a game they just want to see home runs you know on on, on uh, sports center um but you know that's i think that's actually a healthy number i'm going to tie in another podcast because i do a podcast called sports with friends and we recorded an episode on the campus of seton hall university uh, we were on campus for a symposium, and Jason Stark, formerly of ESPN, now with The Athletic and MLB Network, um, Jason Stark's a dear friend, and he did some interesting research on his own. Uh, the game needs more action. The game needs better rhythm. Um, you know, I, I, I think I actually invented this stat, uh, because when I asked the Elias Sports Bureau to figure it out two years ago, they had to work with me on how you did this, but... Average time between balls in play is now the highest it's ever been. Uh, if I remember right, we're, we're 
we're approaching three minutes and 45 seconds on average between every ball put in play. And stuff is going on. You know, if you follow baseball the way we do, you're involved in the strategy of the game. There's more thinking about the game within the game than we've ever seen. But you need more to actually happen. And that is a huge challenge because a lot of this, again, as you described, comes from strategizing and thinking and front office philosophies of how you get the most value out of this group of players. And so there's nobody cares if you strike out, right? And if you walk, that's good baseball strategy. The problem is a lot of this stuff that's good baseball strategy is not good entertainment, entertainment. strategy. Three minutes and 45 seconds. That's a song. Yeah. More that's than a, a song. Time. It's more that's than a long song. Time. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's famously, you know, football play is what, nine to 11 seconds. Uh, for each play and then it's then it's a minute of dead time right so you know the 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 thing about football is they say it's like there's 14 minutes of action in the whole game or something some number like that Um, and yet football doesn't feel like there's no action right whereas whereas baseball is constantly dealing with this issue of nothing's happening i mean it's just it's a fascinating uh dilemma because like I said, uh, you're you're listening to two people who have uh, covered or watched baseball in a uh, passionate sense for over what forty years. Yeah, I'm afraid to say over fifty for me. I was 50, a, I 50, was... This is my twenty fourth season covering Major League Baseball, and it's it's a different game from when I started. And I'm I'm not talking about the seventies, the eighties, the fifties, the sixties. I'm not having that conversation. I'm talking about the 2000s. It's a different game from the 2000s. That's amazing. Yeah, I think in the last two, last, let's say five years, although I don't really five think years. it's been that long, um, the game has changed dramatically. I mean, I, I, was, I got my baseball writer's card in 1972. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been, I've been at this for quite a while. Um, it's, it's very different. It's very different. And, and to me, harder to watch, harder to, to be a fan. Um, but you know, I suspect it'll change again before, uh, before they, they put us in the ground. We will find out. Uh, it'll be, it'll be very interesting as we'll revisit this uh, as well. Don't forget. You can find the official Seton Hall sports poll podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. Uh, just download, subscribe, please rate and review. That's how iTunes markets podcasts. They do it based on ratings and reviews. Even the bad ones. Rick likes to read those. Um, <laughs> for Rick Gentile, I'm Seth Everett. This has been the Seton Hall Sports Poll Podcast, presented by the Sharkey Institute at the Stillman School of Business and Seton Hall University. Thanks for listening.